Hello, church family. Um, we are going and moving through our study through Nehemiah chapter 3. <clears throat> and uh, at the time of this recording, and um, time of you guys hearing this as well, we're still potentially just weeks away from meeting each other again. Um, there are surveys that are being sent out and preparation being done for us to be able to return back and uh and, that, and then just again by god's sovereign timing this uh passage um and just the, our church situation kind of lined up for me to be able to speak about this about how we could return well in the context of this of the chapter this book uh, in particular is about rebuilding the wall together and you remember throughout this week uh, i talked about how we can be how we can return successfully and um i talked about how all jobs and all tasks for all of us we there we're called to do whatever is expected of us um, all of us going to have different tasks all of us going to have to do more than what we're used to all of us going to have to get uncomfortable at times but we do it because we're willing uh, to serve the lord in this way and to serve one another yesterday i shared also about how there's no task to, to that's too small remember that guy i really just spoke about this one individual um Makaija, he all he did was he he built the refuse gate. He rebuilt that, and that was a very hard and disgusting task. But he did it because he knew that this, this needed to be done. And my exhortation for all of us is to do just that: that um, that we're willing to get um, you do all the can the lowly things, the thing that people don't like to do, and we do consistently and we do it well, so that um, we can serve one another, that we can put other people's needs before our own. So today we're going to talk about how. Uh, as we look through this chapter, we continue on, we see that the reason why they did so well, and we'll see even how quickly, is that they were united in, in their purpose, or united in their mission. Every single one of these names, you know, whether it's like next to him, them, it's this person next to him, or next to them, so-and-so, and after them, all of these people worked together. They had one singular goal in mind, that is that they want to rebuild this wall. And remember, these are people from all over, background, age groups, um, places, locations, everything. Uh, they were, uh, but one thing they had in common was that they were all worshippers of Yahweh. Uh, they heard about the work that's being done, and they, they want to go back to be able to um, to be part of this. Um, in a lot of ways, this is uh, kind of like the credits in a movie, except this is in the beginning. Um, or not, towards the beginning of the book, and I guess Disney films used to be like that, where they actually show like the credits in the beginning. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like that. You, they, you get a list of all the th people that were involved in this, and all of them worked together. Everyone had a background. Everyone came together to work. In fact, they were so effective that it took them, as we see later on in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 15, it says that, so the wall was completed on the 20th, 25th of the month of Elu, in 52 days so it took them 52 days to finish this seven and a half weeks um, they all worked together um, they all had a purpose and now um, in, this, in a span of 52 days uh, they were able to do it and, and it's funny because right after in chapter 6 it says that when all our, when all of our enemies heard of it and all the nations surrounding us saw it they lost their confidence where they recognized that the work had been accomplished with the help of our God uh, these people because of their um, they, they knew that God was empowering them to work uh, in, on this wall, and they did it so quickly that everyone around them felt like, oh man, it must be that our, I mean, they're discouraged. Like, just can you imagine, like, these bunch of 
refugees were um, able to build something so quickly. I remember when Solomon was at his peak, he wasn't. It took him like years to build everything. Um, so the fact that he was able to do the, the these Jews were able to do it 52 days shows their commitment. Some of these people did double duty. Some of them did like over time, but they all worked together. Um, and the result of that is that God was, was made known throughout the world, or throughout the, 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 the enemies. And that was what they were supposed to be. And the Jews were supposed to uh, be faithful in all of their tasks. And the, the world looks at them and in and, and, and terror realizes that their God is the real God. Right? If you look at the book of Joshua in the beginning with Rahab, um, is because of what God has done that she believed in Yahweh. And these people, I'm certain there's probably some that their their fear of Yahweh's, uh, of, you know, the faithful of these Jews made them fear and begin to be worshipers of Yahweh as a whole. And, you, and, and just as a way of just principle for us, in all areas of ministry, we should do things with one goal in mind. And that goal should always be for the glory of our God. Uh, unity is important uh, for us because um, you know, we focus on one goal, and it's not about the individual. You know, it's not about you. It's not about me only. It's about all of us. It doesn't. It involves all of us. But everything that we do must ultimately bring um, God glory. We want to do things for for Him. We serve for Him and for Him alone. Psalm one, thirty three, verse one. It says that. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. Ephesians 4, and this is uh, for those of you that are in our adult Sunday school class, you should be familiar with this text because this chapter, I mean, that book speaks a lot about how um, there's no ethnic uh, division between us, but we're united all together because of what we have in Christ. In chapter 4, verse 3, it tells us that we need to, uh, well, it's chapter 4, verse 1 tells us that we need to walk in a manner worthy of, of the calling which we've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. You know, it's the job of the, of the individual Christians to preserve that unity. Jumping down to verse 13 of Ephesians 4, till we all attain the unity of the faith of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. All of us are supposed to be uh, united because of, of who he is. And that as we grow in our knowledge of him, we, we become more mature. And, and that's how the Lord uses us effectively. We Mature Christians that serve are the most effective people. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 8, tells us that to sum it all, to sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit. Not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you call for this very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. So it is for us as Christians when we are united together to serve the body of Christ. All of us um, are, as we return um, soon, understand that we're going to be expecting all of us to to work in different capacities. Um, and we have to be united first and foremost, united in, in, in honoring the Lord with our lives. Um, we're going to be asked, expect from you know, different people, probably return team, on how we need to take care of the facility and, and so taking care of one another. And that's a way that we love one another. Um, we don't want to grumble and complain because it's a reflection of how we view the ministry that God has given us. And we have to see this as a ministry, coming back together and, you know, whether it's like, um, full, like moving the chairs or cleaning the chairs or making sure like we clean up after ourselves. 
um, all of these, this is now part of our ministry. You're, you're going to have to add this on in the, you know, like, um, just, in your, just one another task that you're going to have. Um, because that's how it's going to be. And if we are like the Jews here, we have this one-track mind um, in serving the Lord and glorifying Him by caring for one another this way. I trust that we'll be able to come back safely and we'll continue to meet and you know, slowly we'll be able to go back to what was considered normal before. But what I care more about as a new norm for us isn't so much that we meet in person as, uh, as everyone, although that is a great blessing. My new norm that I hope for all of us is that we become servants. Uh, we're just servant-hearted in everything that we do. That this situation with the virus causes us to um, appreciate what what not being able to do ministry full capacity is like, so that when we actually get to do ministry, we'll, we're willing to do more because we, you know, for, for a lot of us, we took ministry for granted. So we're united in the mission, and we'll unite together and, and, and glorifying God by you know cleaning the place or or whatever, uh, taking care of the building and one another, uh, we can honor the Lord in that way. And I trust if you do this, if we're all united in the mission, if we uh, don't take, if we don't think that there's any task too small, and um, and that uh, we and that all jobs are for all of us. If we do these things well, and we have one more tomorrow lesson that we learn. If we just do these three and end the one tomorrow, uh, we'll be able to honor the Lord as we return safely. Thank you for listening. Take cares and have a good day.